Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories. Wise tales from storytellers around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? I hope you're enjoying the sunshine and the school holiday if you're on a break. I'm rather pleased because I'm back from my travels around Italy. It's good to go away and it's always pleasing to come home. I'll post some photos on our Facebook page of story-related images which I saw while I was away. Our theme is nature and the story this week is called The Dancing Birch Tree. A birch tree has a silvery white bark and lots of tiny leaves which dance and tremble in the wind and it makes them look a bit magical. In Russia, where this story is from, people used to think of the birch tree as special, really spiritual or sacred. They called it the ladder that bridges the gap between heaven and earth. The tree in this story really is magical. But before we begin, I wonder if you can name any trees. Now there's a challenge. How many trees do you think you could think of? Why don't you have a go while we have a quick word with the grown-ups? Hello, super great kids. I'm back. How many trees did you think of? Well, there's oak, maple, hazel, beech, pine, apple, cherry, willow, redwood, ash, elm, sycamore, magnolia, jacaranda. Oh, the list goes on and on. And, of course, depending on which part of the world you're in, the trees will be different. In the US, there are giant redwoods, or sequoias, and in the UK, there are lots of oaks. And Canada has abundant maple trees. Ooh, and in Australia, they have eucalyptus trees. But now, it's time for our story. Let's give a warm welcome to storyteller Chris Bostock. Are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Then let the story begin. Hello, my name's Chris, and I've got another story for you. This story is all about a little girl who lived with her mother and was very helpful. Her mother was very busy. She had so many jobs to do in the little cottage where they lived in the country. She had jobs to do in the house, she had jobs to do in the garden, and she had a lot of work looking after her sheep. She had a little flock of very beautiful sheep, but those sheep needed feeding every single day. And her mother didn't like to leave the sheep out in the field, so every night she brought them back to the little tiny field the home field, very close to their cottage every night. One day her mother wasn't feeling very well, and she said to her daughter, My dear daughter, I need you to stop what you're doing, and I need you to help me please today. I need you to take the sheep up to the top field, where the grass is long and they can have a good feed, and make sure that you bring them back before it's dark. 
Oh, Mum, she said, I'm really busy with lots of things that I've got to do. I know, said her mother, but today I need you to help me specially. Oh, all right, she said, I will. But what, what will I do when I'm there in the field? What will I do when I'm looking after the sheep? Well, said her mother, you can um, look out for wild animals. You must keep an eye on the sheep regularly. And then, well, you could sing or dance or tell yourself stories. Or tell them to the sheep if you'd like to. Off you go. And she gave the girls something to drink and something to eat. And away she went and took the sheep up to the top field. The grass was very good there. All around the field there was a big high fence, and there were trees as well, which were really good because they stopped the wind blowing so hard. The sheep didn't seem to notice that. The sheep just seemed to notice the lush grass, and they ate, and they ate. The little girl sat down. She wondered what she ought to do first. And then when she lay down she realised the most important thing she had to do was to look at the clouds and see if there are any faces or pictures or animals in the shapes of the clouds. She looked around. She saw a bear. She looked around. She saw a fish. She knew she wasn't alone. And then she got up and she looked all around the field to see if there were any flowers growing. Some were small. Some were tiny. She left them where they were. She knew the insects wanted those. She made her hand run through the grass and pretended it was water. And then she decided to run, and she started to run and chase around the field. The sheep looked very surprised, but she was very happy. And then she didn't want to run any more, so she started to jump. She skipped and she jumped and she danced. And as she danced, she sang to herself. And as she danced, she smiled. She was having such a lo lovely time. It got quite hot in the middle of the day and she got quite tired. So she sat down and she had her picnic of the food that her mother had given her and the little drink that she had with her as well. And she sat with her back to a tree. She looked to make sure that the sheep were happy, and there was nothing else around. And then, uh, it was very cosy and very comfy, and she closed her eyes and went to sleep. Everything was very still for a good long while, and she had a beautiful sleep, but she was woken up. She was woken up by something pushing her. She opened her eyes. She was a bit surprised. There wasn't anybody around. There wasn't anybody standing there, and it wasn't one of the sheep. When she looked down, she realized it was the ground that was moving, the ground that was lifting up. And sure enough, the great big birch tree that she had been leaning against was moving its roots, was lifting its roots out of the ground. The girl got to her feet. She yawned and stretched and looked around. Everything was very strange. It had got dark. 
there were stars in the sky and a bright moon shining down. And the birch tree lifted itself up out of the ground and shook its branches and creakingly said to her, Dance with me, please. What? said the girl. I, I, I don't dance. I can't dance. You danced today. Please dance with me now. And the birch tree lifted its roots right out of the ground, and it balanced so delicately on those roots it began to sway and move its branches, and the girl lifted up her arms as well, and she began to dance. And as she danced, she lifted her knees, and as she danced, she lifted her toes, and she skipped and she moved all around the field. She jumped over the grasses and twirled all around. By the light of the stars and the light of the moon, she twisted and turned so happily. And the birch tree followed her as well, around and around and around, whirling its branches, shaking its leaves and smiling until suddenly the sky started to change. There was a light coming up on the other side of the hills. It was the sun. The sun was starting to shine. I must go now, said the tree, and the tree moved back from the place where it had stood and put its roots deep down into the ground again. Hold out your skirt, little girl. What? Hold out your skirt, she did. She held it out in front of her, and the tree leant forward and shook its branches, and leaves tumbled down into her skirt. She held them tight in a great big bundle, and the next thing she knew, the tree was quite still, back in the ground, just as it had been before. And the day was getting brighter. The day was getting much brighter. She looked all around and... <gasps> the sheep were not there. There were no sheep at all. <gasps> she held her skirt with all the leaves inside and she turned and she ran, ran all the way down the hill without stopping all the way back to her mother's cottage. And there were the sheep. They'd come home by themselves. But there was her mother on the doorstep, looking worried. Oh, mother, she said. Mother, I'm so, so sorry. Where have you been? Oh, you naughty girl, I've been so worried about you. Oh, come here, let me give you a kiss, let me give you a hug. You bad, bad girl, you had me so worried. Mother, mother, I'm so sorry. I fell asleep and then the birch tree wanted to dance and dance with it. What are you talking about, girl, she said. The birch tree wanted to dance, mother, and gave me this present. And she lowered her skirt just gently, and the leaves which had been given tumbled down onto the stones of the path in front of her mother. But as they landed on the ground, they didn't crunch or settle quietly. They tinkled, for they had turned into real silver. Oh, mother was so grateful. They were able to mend the roof. They were able to fix the fences and get a new gate to make sure that the sheep were safe. And every day, when they went up to the top field where the sheep would graze, 
they would thank the birch tree. But the birch tree never asked to dance again. And that's the end of that story. Goodbye. Thank you, Chris. I wonder if you've ever danced under a tree. Do you know, I once met a ballet dancer who would go and stand under a tree shortly before she performed on stage because she said that trees helped her to feel graceful and strong and helped improve her dancing. You might want to give that a go. Now, it's time to have a dig into my bag of happies and say a big thank you to some owlets who've hopped into our nest and are supporting our podcast. <laughs> to owlets Cora, who is five, and Fiona, who is two and three quarters. They live in Jasper, Ontario, which is in Canada. Cora and Fiona used to be afraid of the scary stories, but now they love them. And Baba Yaga is one of their favourites. Well, Cora and Fiona, you are very brave. I think Baba Yaga is the scariest witch in the world. And over to Wisconsin in the US, and a big hello and thank you to Owlets Jasper and Bear, who are five and two. And they listen to our stories every day. And now to Dublin in Ireland, and hello to Owlet Hannah, who is five. Hannah's favourite story character is also Baba Yaga the witch, who eats children. Crunchy, munchy, yum, yum, yum. And over to Occidental in California to say hello to Owlets Zare and Bella, Zephyr and Baby Aurelia. They are big Toop fans and hope to come to London one day to hear him tell some stories. And hello to Owlet Colin, who is seven and a half. Colin loves listening to the podcast with his sister Hadley, who is nearly two. Colin's favourite stories are, you guessed it, Baba Yaga and The Ghost of the Bloody Finger and The Golden Bowl. Yes, I love The Golden Bowl too, Colin. A very thought-provoking story. And hello to brand new Owlet Prubbia, who is five from Chambersburg in Pennsylvania in the US. Welcome to the nest, Prubbia. Hope you're enjoying the bonus and the scary stories. And and hello to super great fans Penny, who is seven, and Pippa, who is five, from Birmingham in the UK. And over to Norfolk, Virginia, in the US, to say hello to new owlet Cecilia, who is six, and Asher, who is four. Their grandma signed them up for the Owlet Club, and they all enjoy listening to the stories together. And finally, we go to Newcastle in Australia to say hello to five-year-old Lydia, who listens to the stories with her mum, Nicola, every night. Lydia's favourite story is The Whistling Giants, or How the Mosquitoes Became. They've listened to all the stories, except for the scary ones. 
But recently Lydia was brave and listened to the ghost of the bloody finger and to ruby red lips and long red fingernails. And she thought the endings were really funny. Well done for listening to those, Lydia. Welcome all of you to our Owlet's Nest. And thank you very much to Sharon, Zach and Nico in Northern California for your kind donation on Ko-fi. And thank you so much to all of you for sending in your amazingly creative drawings and pictures of our stories. We don't have time on the podcast to mention you all, but we'll post the pictures you send on our Facebook page to share with other story fans. Here's a few thank yous. Thank you to Luke, who is seven, and his sister Tyler, who is five, from Clearwater, Kansas, in the US. Luke drew a picture inspired by one of his favourite stories, Anansi and the Magic Pot. I love the way you've drawn the ground looking so brown and dry. And I like the little red barn on Anansi's farm. It reminds me of the barns in Kansas. Thanks for sending us your picture, Luke. And hello and thank you to Olivia, who is five, and her sister Sophia, who live in Toronto in Canada. And enjoy listening to our stories every night. Olivia drew some super great drawings of Mama Draga and Baba Yaga. I like the bright colours you've used for their dresses and the way the dresses are blowing out in big triangle shapes. And I like the expressions you put on their faces too. Thank you. They're fun stories, aren't they? And thanks to Colette, who is eight from Montana in the US, for a very imaginative picture inspired by the Spinning Sisters story. Your picture really made me laugh, Colette. I love all your little details. Thank you. That's it for this week. If you'd like to see some of these brilliant drawings, they're on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash super great kids stories. Do send in your pictures for us to share on Facebook with other story lovers. If you'd like to send a picture, either attach it to our Facebook Messenger or scroll to the bottom of our website at supergreatkidsstories.com. We're sorry we can't mention you all, but we can tell you that we think all your pictures are super great. And good news! If you'd like to see the film of our recent show with Toop and Kate and me, it'll be available from next week. For subscribers, keep a lookout in your subscription channel. And if you'd like to buy it, just go to our website at supergreatkidsstories.com and start downloading. You'll be joining in and singing along in no time. Meanwhile, just keep telling your stories and singing your songs. And Owlets, look out for your monthly bonus subscriber story told by Amy Douglas and for your super great scary story told by Tiernan. See you soon! This story was recorded at Wardour Studios in London.